Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Clara is back. And in the house today, we are talking fantasy. A little bit different because we're going to be talking a little bit about some television shows. Whoa, I know. (laughs) Television shows that are currently ongoing and airing. And then we're going to segue into our five favorite fantasy films with an asterisk. There is a catch to that. Yes. (laughs) But I'm excited to talk about... Uh, House of the Dragon, and Rings of Power. Before we jump into either of those, Clara, first, how are you? It's been a couple weeks. I know. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm excited that we're talking about TV because I feel like we've had several episodes now where we're like, we'll have to talk about TV someday. And mm-hmm. then it's just that that's a whole beast. So this is exciting. We're dipping our toes. So that's fun. That and is fun. Um, yeah, I, oh, and I'm wearing... Like my favorite shirt, which is a shirt that has a big dragon on it. So I feel really wow. appropriately dressed. Really in character. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're talking about Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Two of, mm-hmm. one, I don't know, arguably the most iconic fantasy IPs of all time. Oh, totally. How? What's your your experience with these franchises what's your legacy with them are you more mm. of a thrones fan you more of a lord of the rings fan i know the answer but the listeners <laughs> don't so i'm gonna pretend to be shocked when you say the answer okay i know because i'm sure the answer is gonna break your heart a little bit um okay. i've had so much time to get over it so it's that's okay. true we've i've given you a lot of space so um <laughs> <laughs> it's true um i prefer game of thrones over lord of the rings um and I feel like some people are going to be like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And But I swear it's not for lack of trying because I marathoned the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy in like a weekend. So I did all of I it. I did that. the movies. I, I dedicated my life to them. Then I also uh, read all of the Lord of the Rings books and the Hobbit book. So I oh, read the wow. books. Yeah. Which I also thought were fine, but I didn't like. I'm sorry, guys. Um, And then I've done the same thing with Game of Thrones, where I've seen most of the show. I stopped watching um, at, like, season six, just because I was kind of like, mm. Which, obviously, is, like, a general consensus kind of thing. And then I read all of the books as for game of thrones as well so i'm definitely more game of thrones which is partially just because on like (laughs) a very broad level there's just way more women (laughs) in game of thrones than lord of the rings um but i also i don't know i find a lot of the character arcs in game of thrones more satisfying personally um but I also still like Lord of the Rings enough to appreciate it for what it is. And I know it's like a big deal and I'm still watching Rings of Power anyway. So yeah, there. <laughs> I think you mean, it's not like you haven't watched any Lord of the Rings and haven't read the books. I mean, you've read the right. books, which is probably a leg up over most people. who haven't Yeah, read the everybody. Books. So, ha, so ha. <laughs> you have a lot of validation here and it's totally fine to not love something. And like you said, you still respect it for what it is. And uh, you're watching Rings of Power. So it's yeah. not like you're an anti Lord of the Rings person. Exactly. Um, okay. Did you grow up with it at all? Like, I feel like a lot of times people who love Lord of the Rings, like, dearly have mm. just really strong nostalgia attached to it. Yeah. Is that and the case I. For you? No, not at all. I saw. I know. I have this very vivid memory of seeing the, like, the final battle in the last Lord of the Rings movie, like, when I was, like, 10, because my mm-hmm. uncle was watching it, but I had missed everything else. So I wasn't really paying attention. And then I have an ex-partner who was obsessed with the Lord of the Rings movies and tried to get me into them. And the pressure of loving them because he loved them made me really uncomfortable. And so I didn't have a good time with them. Um, And I kept falling asleep. So (laughs) that time didn't go well. So I just watched them like properly last year, I think it was. Mm. Um, And so I don't have any of the nostalgia, which I do think adds so much extra like magic to it. Um, So that does kind of make me sad that I don't I didn't get that experience with it. And I think that's the driving force for a lot of people who love Lord of the Rings and maybe Mm -hmm. any franchise, any IP. It's just like you have nostalgia attached with it growing up and watching as a kid you know harry mm-hmm. potter right. and star Lord wars Ring, star wars everything if there's that nostalgia factor to it there's going to be that added bonus of 
really loving it. So exactly, yeah, totally makes sense. I I'm definitely more of a Lord of the Rings person. Mm. My knowledge of Game of Thrones or my love for Game of Thrones didn't blossom until late in life. I wasn't watching it current, like I wasn't like currently watching it while it was airing. I watched it. I think I I binged it with my wife when they got to season five, and then I binged oh. it, and then I started watching season five with the rest of the world from there wow. on. Wow. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. That was, that was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. until the last season, things got pretty shaky. No right, hot takes yeah. here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to like go on this podcast and say, yeah, you know what, guys? Season seven is really, really <laughs> underrated masterpiece. No, no hot takes here. Uh, it wasn't good. I was not a fan. No. Um, but I never, I've never read Game of Thrones, never picked up a mm. book. I wasn't even aware of Game of Thrones until like the hype really came on social media and everybody was talking about it at work so i was like well guess i have to watch it now that's so interesting so yeah i like game of thrones though i've always liked it. yeah mm-hmm. um lord of the rings like we talked about nostalgia big time growing up with it i read mm-hmm. it in middle school I read the hobbit a couple times so definitely a lot more nostalgia and love for the that franchise so that's kind of where i stand with both franchises right now now that Beautiful. we have uh house of the dragon hot d have you heard people call it that hot d really yeah, hot D. I mean, it's fitting. Uh, <laughs> it is fitting. Uh, hot D and Rings of Power. Uh, I guess want to know what was your feelings going into both of them? Like, mm. were you excited for House of the Dragon and Rings of Power? What were your initial reactions going um, into it? And mm. after episode one of both of them, how were you feeling? I I feel like. Honestly, I was more excited for Rings of Power before I'd seen either. Honestly, I do want to say I think a part of that is because I follow Don Marshall on TikTok. Do you follow him? Oh, I love Don Marshall. Oh my god, I love him. I follow him and I think that's a lot of where most of my deeper appreciation for Lord of the Rings stems from now is listening to him talk about it. So like seeing him hype up Rings of Power got me really hyped for Rings of Power. Um, and I was really wary about House of Dra- of the Dragon because I was kind of just like, oh, like things did not end well. Like, no, yeah. I'm really worried about them going back into this IP. Like, I don't know. Um, but I was intrigued for sure. And now that they've both started and we're watching both, I'm definitely enjoying House of the Dragon more than Rings of Power. Interesting. Um, because I don't know the first like they're they're all, both r- doing a really good job I think with the stories they're telling but there's just more um, immediate drama in House of the Dragon. Oh yeah. And so I don't know the the immediate payoff feels better. I think when all is said and done Rings of Power is going to have a lot more of like a profound story because it's doing a lot more mm-hmm. but it's taking longer to get there. So I'm definitely liking the dragon show more right now. <laughs> I think that's a really great way to put it. Thanks. House of the Dragon is definitely television, right? Yeah. Every hour we're getting some politics, some great yep. conversation, some yep. action, some yep. s- steamy sex. sex <laughs> yeah. And murder. Like it's it's right. television. It's giving you yeah. the full experience in that hour. Oh, absolutely. Rings of Power. You know, I haven't caught up in the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the date of this recording, there's four episodes of each out. Yeah. Right? Um, I've caught up in House of Dragon. I'm missing episode four of Rings of Power. But mm-hmm. up to episode three, like you said, definitely there's a lot more development of a story and creating this world and characters, which makes sense. Right? Rings of Power, unlike, you know, House of Dragon is new. Mm-hmm. But it's in a world we're already familiar with. I mean, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. this is... we're first time we're going back to middle earth in quite some time right. so makes sense why they're taking a little bit more time to establish these characters and create this world mm-hmm. but i do think when it's all said and done that i would be i'll, I'll be more excited for the future of rings of power but mm-hmm. anything could happen um, right and i am enjoying house of dragon a lot i watched episode four was kind of kind of crazy but every yeah. episode's been like that <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Anything specific that you really love about House of Dragon? Mm, 
the women i just i love <laughs> i love i mean rings of power has great women too but the women of house of the dragon are like i don't know there's something about the way they're being de- depicted in this show that i'm really enjoying so far i'm worried for what is coming for the rest of the season because like i've read the books and all of that and i'm a little more inundated with like game of Th- game of thrones lore Mm-hmm. And I know the direction those characters are taking to an extent, like in terms of like their personalities and based off Game of Thrones track record with complex, like morally gray women, um, I'm a little worried. <laughs> mm, fair. So we'll see. Okay. Um, but I really am loving the depth they're all getting. I think that's the other thing with Rings of Power. We have so many characters both shows have a lot of characters but the characters of house of the dragons are like always interacting with each other and so you're seeing a lot more in them because they're on screen together a lot more whereas rings of power we're getting a lot of really cool storylines but it's very small pockets of characters and ev- like everyone's super spread out across the world yeah, yeah. so i i don't know i yeah i'm excited i'm really loving the women everyone is doing a great job I'm just proud of everyone. Who's your favorite so far on House of the Dragon? Pick one. <sighs> it's Rhaenyra. It has to be Rhaenyra. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know who else you who else would you even pick. Well, I think a lot of people would say Damon, but I'm a lesbian, so uh, I will not be saying Damon. I mean, Damon is the most entertaining character, but oh, he's totally. not, not really likable. Like, if I'm like rooting for somebody, it's Rhaenyra. Sir yeah. Kristen as well. Ah. Uh, yeah, no? I, I, you know, actually, no, I take that back. I do really, I really like what they're doing with his character. And he might actually be the person I'm most excited to see in the next episode. Because the next episode is when we Flash start forward. to really get, yeah, we get a huge decade long time jump. And where he's kind of leaving off in this half of the season has me so intrigued for like what's going to happen with him next mm-hmm. um so i i am actually i am really liking him he's cool yeah yeah i am as well allison as well I like allison as well i'm yes i like her but i'm nervous for her also i'm not yeah. sure if i trust her so yeah. I, and i'm working with so much with much less knowledge than you so right I'm just absolutely like, every week i'm like i don't know who to trust anymore and i'm just yeah. enjoying the ride type deal exactly Okay, okay. Hmm. Well, uh, any final thoughts on Rings of Power or House Uh, of Dragon? Anything you want to say? I think Rings of Power is like the rare situation where like every episode is pretty long. It's like an hour plus each episode. And House of the Dragon is like close to that, but not quite that Mm -hmm. long. And so I will say shout out to Rings of Power for keeping me invested in a show like that because like that's a huge part of why I have not watched the latest Stranger Things seasons is because oh my the episodes Hour are like so long. 40 minutes. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I would rather watch a movie. But Rings yeah. of Power feels like I am watching a movie. So like that the the payoff for those longer episodes is definitely there. And I I am I do appreciate that a lot where like, I don't feel like they're wasting the time that they're giving to like these longer episodes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really liking Wings of Power as well. It looks great, which makes sense. They yeah. poured millions of dollars into <laughs> so it. So many, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense, it looks great. But hey, it's paid off. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm really liking all the characters a lot, a lot more mm. than I thought I would. I mean, I thought yeah. I would like- all the characters but i'm like really invested in some of their storylines me too um i am part of like that meme group who's like there's i don't know if you've seen it online there's like a meme of like every time someone watches an episode of rings of power they're like is that sauron is that sauron is that sauron <laughs> like there's like wondering every character could be sauron um oh, I just, I it's that. fun i'm really enjoying it like it's 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 started off a little slow but like i kind of expected that i didn't expect mm-hmm. to to take off you know on a sprint but i'm really enjoying it where it's going and i'm excited for its future it just feels good good to be back in like middle earth in this world yeah Um, yeah so i'm excited yay all right let's do a quick segue we talked about fantasy but now let's talk about movies yes we're better at that well i'm better at that you're good at tv i'm i'm better (laughs) at movies anyways i i mean okay (laughs) so here's the catch we are going to talk about our five favorite fantasy movies but the right. issue with that is this. We've seen a lot of fantasy movies. And yes. 
we love a lot of fantasy movies. Clara yes. loves a lot of fantasy movies. I love a lot of fantasy movies. Yeah. Choosing five is one, very difficult. <sighs> and two, would would really restrict us in a weird way, all of these options, yet we feel restricted to choosing so much popular IP. Yes. You know, like Harry Potter is fantasy. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings is fantasy. Yeah. There's so much just big franchises are fantasy that... The last thing I'd want is make a top five. Like my number one is Return of the King. My number two is Two Towers. My number three is exactly. Fellowship. Like that's like, yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. So Claire and I were trying to brainstorm. We're like, well, what do we do? What do we do? So here's what we're doing. We're choosing our five favorite, five favorite fantasy movies, but there's a category for each. So we're choosing one movie from the 90s, mm-hmm. one movie from the 2000s, mm-hmm. one movie from the 2010s, yes. one international fantasy film. And and one animated fantasy film. So this is great because it forces us to kind of pick outside of the norm, but it still allows us to pick some of the more popular choices if we choose to. Yeah. But it doesn't mean our whole list will be like five Ghibli films either. Mm -hmm. So with these parameters set, how difficult was this for you, Clara? This was really hard, and I'm glad you talked about some of our rationale of, like, the direction we took, because, like, I started with, like, okay, I'm not going to do the big, big franchises, and then I ended up kind of changing it to, I'm not going to talk about anything I've talked about before with you on here. I'm 99% sure. Now I'm second-guessing. No, I think you and I have just talked privately about this movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't remember, Um, but I'm 99% sure I haven't actually talked about any of these movies before on the podcast, and that was very intentional because, like, like, there, I feel like a lot of the time any genre we're talking like or any like topic we're talking about at least one of us is bringing up at least one fantasy movie we Mm -hmm. love fantasy like you said we do we do so i just this was hard because there's so much that i'm not talking about that i'm like i hope everyone remembers that i love twilight more than anyone in the entire world because (laughs) spoiler alert i'm not actually going to talk about twilight today yeah um that's coming because that i technically haven't done an episode on that with you but that'll come one day the time's not right it's it it's brewing it's Um, brewing vampire (laughs) season is upon us yes so it'll happen soon yeah and to give you peace of mind, Clara, okay, I as well have chosen movies we haven't explicitly had a conversation about. Okay, I have perfect. no Ghibli on my list. Me we neither. had two episodes dedicated to the entire Ghibli filmography. So exactly. if you really want to hear our two cents on Ghibli, check those episodes out because they are mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have one major franchise on here. Other Ooh, than everything else is like but it's popular or like you, it's mm-hmm. well known but we haven't really had a discussion about it right because yeah we've talked a lot about fantasy films throughout our careers together podcasting together so yeah the other thing i want to ask you before we jump into this and this okay. is i'm putting you on the spot i'm okay. a jerk face friend i should have <gasps> prepped you for this but I no didn't. i'm so excited this is fun it's it keeps things exciting <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be a, a debate well there's always a debate over science fiction versus fantasy where does mm. that where do you draw that line how do you Ooh. define a science fiction film versus fantasy is star wars fantasy or science fiction is a kind of mm. that old aged argument and debate um, i have a kind of a, a drawing a line where i draw on the sand i'm curious okay. to know what how you is? define the two what's the difference between the two like what okay. is fantasy what's sci-fi for me I think the biggest thing between the two that, and it's interesting that you mentioned Star Wars because I feel like Star Wars actually falls perfectly in the middle of what I would like define both as because mm-hmm. I would determine that sci-fi is stuff built around like like technology and the mm-hmm. physical. So like aliens are sci-fi because it's a very physical concept of like a different like species, like it's almost like a different species, you know what I mean? Or like a lot of sci-fi is built around like AI and like robots and all of spaceships and all of that. So that's very sci-fi to me. And that's still kind of fantasy-esque. But the the reality of sci-fi is that a lot of that stuff can happen someday. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas fantasy, I see much more as like the non-physical. So like magic and like these things that just like 
vehemently like do not exist like we know (laughs) dragons don't exist like they're not a thing sadly dinosaurs exist Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but dragons do not and so that's where i kind of draw the line and that's why i think star wars falls in the middle because like you're getting a lot of technology and like aliens and all of that kind of stuff which is very much sci-fi but like the concepts of the force are very like fantasy fantasy to me yeah and so it's that's where i draw the line in terms of defining there's obviously a lot of stuff that crosses that line and like kind of jumps into both which is delightful and super fun um but yeah that, that, well said okay i thank think it basically sums up what i or how i define it Ooh. In, in, in a lot of ways i kind of boil it down to sci-fi deals with the improbable where mm. it's not impossible for these yes. things to happen it's just highly highly improbable maybe mm-hmm. someday 200 years in the future while right. fantasy deals with the impossible like the dragons will never exist likely and mm-hmm. you know things like magic and things like that th- these are just non-physical things like you mentioned that will never happen and don't exist only inside of our brains right and so that is where i kind of draw the line the improbable versus the impossible and star wars like you said is like a weird amalgamation of the both you know it's mm-hmm. like it is definitely sci-fi and a lot of its technological aspects and its alien species and its worlds and its exploration but the idea of the force is definitely more of a fantastical element so yeah that's a different star wars we did a star wars episode didn't we yeah we We did did we sure did (laughs) we sure did um so that's kind of where how i defined it so when i went through my lists everything is pretty explicitly fantasy i didn't Mm -hmm. there's not no really i'm trying to look at my list here there's no movies here that maybe anybody would consider sci-fi so i think we're good okay okay let's you ready to start i'm kind of excited let's do it i'm ready okay let's start with the 90s my favorite decade ever yay music and movie wise oh my god Uh, fun what is your 90s pick so my 90s pick is from 1992 it's a film called orlando it's directed by sally potter and it stars the amazing tilda swinton I, oh, I've seen the cover to this movie like a thousand mm-hmm. times, but I have not not seen it. Okay, okay. Well, tell people so, what it's about because I don't know how people have seen it. Okay, so it's based off of a novel by uh, Virginia Woolf. Um, and it's, uh, it's like, it's this really interesting thing where it's a period piece. So it's like the 1600s. And this man, Orlando... Um, meets with the queen at the time and she essentially is kind of like i'll give you like eternal life in exchange for some favors kind of thing um so it's it's a really like vague fantasy film where it's not like a ton of like witchcraft or anything like that it's just more of this like idea of like there being enough magic in like the will of a person to exist for long spans of time and then kind of observing like the morality and mortality of humanity as a whole um i'm explaining it really badly Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those ones that you kind of just have to watch i love this film because it has a really exciting and complex depiction of gender um that is me explaining it as vaguely as i can because there's a lot of this film that I could be talking about, but it's, like, spoilery, so I don't really want to say, like, the bigger points of the film. Um, but I really like it. It has this, like, cheeky tone to it that's really fun. Um, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and whatnot, uh, and I really like it. I would recommend. Okay. I I, I can confirm it's been on my watch list on Letterboxd for quite some time. I'm looking Boom. at it right now. It says watch list. Uh, and can confirm genres are drama fantasy, so you're not like reaching or anything. It is a no. fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Orlando, wow. Mine's mine's completely <laughs> out of left field compared to Orlando. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm excited. My nineties pick is Matilda. Oh my god, is... I literally almost switched to Matilda. <laughs> which if uh, people know me, I've I've said this many times on the internet. It is mm-hmm. my most rewatched movie of all time i've seen matilda whew, way too many times every it's Impossible. on tv a lot it's on you tv a lot you can't watch matilda too many times i agree 
I tell my wife that because she gets a little tired of me watching it because she's <laughs> not the she likes it, but like I turn it on every single time it's on TV. Like if oh, it's on I TV, it. It, I'm turning it on. Of course. But to be fair, she does that with Twilight, so it's like there we go. So it's on. balance, exactly balance. Yeah, as all things should be. Um, <laughs> I love Matilda. It is yeah. such a just, not only is it the perfect comfort movie, mm, but like. Yeah. There's so many things about it that are so great. I don't mm-hmm. know. The villain's great. Trunchbull is evil and f- fantastic to watch her perform as this evil principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny DeVito's voiceover and narration, perfect for the movie. Yes. Uh, who also directed it. I know it's always a big fun fact for people to learn yeah. that Danny DeVito directed <laughs> Matilda. Uh, and there's a lot of great stories of like Danny DeVito and his wife at the time, or I think still wife now. Um mm. I can't remember her name. Rhea Perlman, I think. I think that's right. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, she she's in the movie. She plays mm-hmm. the wife, Matilda's mom. Um, there's a lot of great behind the scenes stories of how they were like pseudo parents for uh, the actress to play Matilda, like on mm-hmm. set. Um, have you ever heard the behind the scenes story of the magic scene where she was too scared to dance, and so Danny DeVito made everybody on set dance so she felt comfortable mm-hmm. dancing the best best story ever like if you need if you need to like feel good about yourself just read behind the scenes facts about that movie because it is just a wonderful story yes Um, good music it's just a good time Mm -hmm. it's a vibe i love matilda it's i i can watch it every day in my life oh i like matilda a lot i feel like that one's fun too because like it in some ways it it feels like harry potter because you have this like young kid finding out they have magic powers but matilda feels so much more grounded in like reality because like she just it's not like she goes to a magic school where everyone else is magic she's the only one who can do magic and so it's like i like that a lot about it where like if you're little and you're watching it you can be like oh that could be me i could do that also i maybe it's just me but i get inspired to read every single time i watch yes 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 and i love that about it i like reading i'm not saying i don't but I don't read as much as I probably should. Mm. But every time I watch Matilda, I'm like, I'm going to read a book after this. Hell yeah. She's just walking around with a wagon full of books. It's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Oh, so that I was my that. 90s pick. What, what were some Ooh. options you didn't choose? What was like really close <sighs> to pick being your pick? Um, I actually almost picked... Oh, where did it go? I almost picked... Um... Jumanji, me too. I know. I, I know. no, actually, literally, yes. I'm so, <laughs> I'm scrolling through my watch from the '90s. I also am pretty sure uh, Anastasia is from the '90s, oh, which it is, it is, is also an animated movie. So I almost picked it for my animated movie or my '90s pick. I didn't pick it for either. Sorry, guys. Um, but I almost picked it for both because I love Anastasia. I that is seen a it great year. <gasps> so it's been a while. Oh. It's such a good one. Or I also thought about. Oh no! Now I can't remember. That's it was okay. hard. Ninety. Oh, um, the Secret Garden. Oh, Secret Garden's a good one. I really like the Secret Garden. I saw that this year. Actually, I had never seen it, and I finally watched it because my best friend Rachel was like, "Why the fuck have you not watched the Secret Garden?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm sorry." <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I watched it, and I loved it. Um, I really like that movie too. Good choices. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Let's go to 2000s. I'm just going to rip okay. the band-aid off real quick. I chose Fellowship of the Ring. Sorry, everybody. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my franchise pick of the night. Um, it's fine. We haven't, like, I don't think we've talked about Lord of the Rings beyond just that you really like it. Yeah, and there's really not much for me to say that hasn't been said. I don't have any groundbreaking thoughts on Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. I, I am choosing Fellowship, though, over Return of the King, which I think a lot of people would choose Return of the King but I'm choosing fellowship. Mm. I, I like, I think it feels more whole as a story. Like it just, yeah. feels, I like the setting up of the world and characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm just more fond of uh, fellowship of the ring. Uh, I, I really don't have anything groundbreaking to say. Look, I, 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 I can't fine. deny that I love Lord of the Rings and I love fellowship of the ring it makes me happy. And I love the music. And my last name is, strikingly close to the protagonist of the movie yes so you know that's, yeah. that's always a lot of fun do you know how many times <laughs> i go places and like wow your last name like lord of the rings <laughs> and i just say yes of yes. course naturally I, I always respond saying yes it's the coolest thing about me and then oh like, huh, that's so funny stranger <laughs> uh but anyways uh, i have nothing groundbreaking to say about fellowship of the ring this is half because i know i have to say it and half because if i don't say it 
people will get angry. So mm, okay, okay. What's your two thousands pick? My two thousands pick is Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. The what? third at one. At World's End? Yeah, I picked that one. Why? Okay, here's yeah, the thing. Uh, over <laughs> Curse the Black Pearl and Dead Man's Chest. Okay, because okay, this is how I would rank them from like least favorite to favorite. It would be Dead Man's Chest, what? Curse of the Black Last? Pearl, yeah, Curse of the Black Pearl, and then At World's End. So well, on Stranger Tides, I don't think about those ones. Everything, <laughs> everything after three, I don't even think about. They're gone. They're not even there. I pretend that this is a trilogy because it would have been perfect if it had ended with At World's End. Um, wow. I know. Hot take, actually, kind of. That I is think. a hot take. I'm yeah. like, I don't even remember what At World's End is about, to be honest. Oh, excuse you. It's the one where they go and, like, find all the other pirate kings and everyone is fighting. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so exciting. And okay. it's so sexy. Elizabeth Swan becomes a pirate king, like the pirate king. And it's amazing maybe um, i haven't seen it i can't remember it right now what? <laughs> whoa hang on <laughs> i know i've seen the first two okay not, i remember kira kira knightley as a pirate but i don't know i just thought that would happen in the second one as well it um, kind of did it definitely yeah i pirate king is this one the javier bardem's in this one uh oh that, my god on stranger tides let me look it up <laughs> i don't know if i've seen at world's end Okay, At World's End is also the one where uh, they have Calypso and she turns into a giant and then turns into like a million billion little crabs and then like makes mm. a typhoon and the ships are like spiraling around each other while everyone's fighting and then as they're fighting, Elizabeth and William get married. Wow. I don't Joe, think I've seen this I, I'm losing my mind that this is not ringing a bell because this is such a good movie. It's been so long since I've watched any of these movies besides the first one. But I don't remember, like, liking them after. Isn't there one where they, like, go into, like, a vortex in the water? Like, those ships, that's, like... That's how World's End. Okay. Okay, I've, I've seen it. It's been a long time. It's been a <gasps> oh, long time. Oh, my God. It's so cool. The... Oh, it's all so cool. I okay. I just think... Okay, this is my thing and why I'm picking the, the, the third in this little set of three um because it's not five uh <laughs> is there is... a fifth one yes no what's yes. the fifth one called um it's called oh what's it called i think it's called not. on stranger tides that that's the fourth one no oh wait that is the, okay that's the fourth one no the fifth one is dead men tell no tales that's that not came a movie. out it came out in 2017 that's not a movie yes it is it's oh, real. Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Curse of Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, mm-hmm. On Stranger Tides, mm-hmm. Dead Man Tells No Tale. There's only four. No, that's I... five. Am I miscounting? Did I? Okay. Curse oh, you're of right. Black yeah, yeah, Pearl. Yeah, 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 yeah. On Stranger Tides, Dead Man Tells No Tales. <laughs> Tell No Tales. Wow. Yes. I definitely yeah. haven't seen that one. That's I, the one Javier Bardem. Yes, that is the one. I actually haven't seen that one either. But so this is an interesting thing too, because I marathoned the first four this year, last year. I don't remember. Uh, one through three. Oh, now four is on here. When I was marathoning them, they had all of them on Disney Plus except for four. They didn't have that one on Disney Plus. And I was like, oh, so does this just not count? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but now it's on Disney Plus. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I picked a Pirates movie because I feel like a lot of people don't understand how, like, monumental the Pirates saga was in the 2000s. Like, that was such cornerstone fantasy, like... I do think people forget that very often. Yes, because, I mean, it was that that was also around when Marvel was really kicking off. Like, Iron Man's from, like, what, uh, 2008? Yes, 2008 is when it started. Okay. Sorry, um, we just got a Be Real notification right No, now. I literally was about to say, I'm going to interrupt us. I'm going to take mine really quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, everybody. I, I, got a, I got a, like, a weird star noise. I was like, what is that noise? I thought maybe I, it was on your side. But... I'm actually so mad because I had a feeling this was going to happen. I was like, I know it's going to happen while we're recording. And mine always glitches out a little bit. Um, 
<laughs> and so I'm hoping this isn't late. Eh. I don't think so. I'm not taking mine. I'm so bad at be real. I'm just, I'm just bad at it. That's okay. I'm, I'm like, I just got into it and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, yeah, TikTok so, is doing be real now, right? Are they? Yeah, there's a new feature where like, it's not all phones have it yet, but there's a new feature where you can turn on notifications and do a be real. <gasps> That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting. What a world we live in where like social media, it's just like once a new app comes out, the other ones just pounce on them. Oh my God, literally though, like the, the immediate like capitalization is a little exhausting. Um, but... Scary. It's sad. It's kind of sad for like these new apps. Like I had this cool idea. Yeah. And then a month later, it's like, oh, Instagram now has it. Anyways. Yep. All right, we've Rip. interrupted you so many um, times. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All that matters is that I got my B real. Or, well, I don't know. It's uploading and the countdown's still going down and I don't like it. Okay, we, so I have stressful. to put this. I'm going to put this away. I'm closing B real. Everyone, I'm, I was being real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked it. Yeah, I picked a Pirates movie because... Marvel was coming out. I that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm, Iron Man mm-hmm. came out in like 2008, I think, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, which At World's End came out in 2007. So, and that was like supposedly going to be the end of that. So, Pirates was ending just as Marvel was kicking off. Um, so we had this big shift because I feel like a lot of fantasy was a lot more. I don't know. It just wasn't superhero fantasy, you know. Um, and so Pirates is kind of the, one of the last really big, like, general audience, uh, fantasy franchises, I would say, because obviously, like, Hunger Games is going on in Twilight and all of those, but those are a lot more, like, I forgot about those movies. Those are a lot more, like, young adult centered, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't think their appeal was quite as widespread as something like Pirates, which also I think a lot of people like took their whole families to because like, yeah, it was serious and violent, but it was also Disney. So like people were like, oh, we can take our kids to that. Um, but I love the Pirates movies. They're so sexy. Like they are sexy movies. Um, and I think that's really fun. And the characters are so cool. I like At World's End because I feel like everyone's character arc ends so beautifully in that. Um, And, like, you just feel good about where everyone ends up, even though it's not, like, a perfectly happy ending. The action sequences are so fucking cool. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I that that that's like my big like super popular one I picked, and so I feel kind of silly like trying to like talk about it because it's like it's Pirates of the Caribbean. But then also I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate Pirates of the Caribbean the way they used to. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely agree that it's strange how popular the franchise was in the two thousands until basically twenty ten, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And maybe that's because. On Stranger Tides and Dead Man Tells No Tale is so bad yeah. that it kind of maybe ruined the the memory of it. But yeah, it it is weird that there is like a lack of recognition for it. You know, yeah. jo- you know Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp, but the guy was right nominated for an Oscar for his performance in Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, like, <laughs> it didn't just wasn't just like a kids movie. It transcended that. You know created this character and this world that people were obsessed with for such a long time mm-hmm. um so anyways uh good pick well i don't Thanks. know if it's a good pick i need to go back oh. and watch it to be honest <laughs> i i like of course the black pearl and dead man tales not no i do no. really like those Fuck, i, I really keep saying like dead man tales no tale no i know i i i'm obsessed with how that's happening and i think it's so funny what a shitty title yeah, it's not good. Like, they're obviously trying to still be, like, piratey, but I feel like the first three... Dead men tell no tales. That's so... Yeah. It's just too much. That's one, two... That's, like, five different words. Yeah. I don't like that. The and there's dead men chest. Yes. Jeez. So it's just too much. Okay. Well, let's go to the 2010s. Okay. I had a choice. Okay. Actually, what was it? What were your runner-ups for 2000s? Oh, okay. Um... So, uh, um, obviously the Twilight movies, but I was like, no, I can't talk about these today. Um, Coraline came out in the 2000s, but I was like, I've talked about Coraline too much. Um, but I just need everyone to remember that I love those movies a lot. Um, I thought about Enchanted. I really like Enchanted. Um, I thought about Pan's Labyrinth. 
I really like that. Um, what else was there? There was a couple others that I was like, oh, that would be fun to talk about right now. Um, the Lovely Bones. Interesting. I almost picked that a lot, but I feel like that one's tough because the fantasy elements are like so completely removed from reality in that. Yeah. That I was kind of like, it is fantasy, but it's so much not fantasy. Um, yeah. So I didn't pick that. If if the fantasy elements were a little more integrated into like the the real world in Lovely Bones, that would have been my pick, no question, because I love that movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think my- What were some of yours? Well, Avatar crossed my mind, but I thought it was more mm. sci-fi than fantasy. Okay. Yeah. I so agree. So I didn't choose that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly- there, there's some other picks that might come up later. That's why I'm not want to spoil it. But mm. Hellboy was really close to being my pick for the 2000s. Ooh, um, I'm huge. And fan you just of... watched that? I did. Well, I watched the second one for the first time. Oh, that that's was great. what it was. It yes. was fantastic. I uh, was really, really big fan of that. But the first one's still mm-hmm. a lot of fun too. I was had a yeah. good time with that. Um, so that, that was one. There was a couple other ones, but those might come up later. So, Ooh. um, 2010s. 2010. I had a choice. Okay. And then you said something, and I was like, oh. "What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it." Ooh. Okay. It was Shape of Water. I'll be honest. Ooh. I love Shape of Water. I'm a okay. huge Shape of Water fan. Yeah. Just give, give it to me all the time. Love it. It just looks good. It feel good. Music's good. Love, love Shape of Water. Right. Uh, but I'm gonna change it to Catching Fire. <gasps> Which yes. is, what, I guess, another big franchise. But yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I recently yes. had this kind of reclamation of the Hunger Games. I love I say, the like, Hunger two Games. Two months ago, and hell yeah! I watched Catching Fire again, and it's so fucking good. It's it's dope. It's so fun. It's, it's like just so good, entertaining from the minute it starts to the minute it ends. Just, yeah, it goes hard. I love it. I really like it a lot. Um. So I'm picking Catching Fire. I think Ooh. I like it. Well, I like it more than the first one, definitely. But oh, I like easily. the first one a lot. I don't want to give. I don't want to say I don't. I like the first one a lot. Right. Um, you know, I recently uh, went on record on Instagram to say I was I was Team Peta. Uh, yeah, no, with, I was Team Gale. You, yeah, sorry, I was about I was to be like, Gale. hang on, because <laughs> we've had some conversations <laughs> about this. So I went on record on Instagram saying I was Team Gale, and yeah. I really tested our our friendship. Uh, yeah, me, like I think almost immediately saying, "Excuse <laughs> yeah. me." And now, whenever I get TikToks talking about how much Gail sucks, I send them to Joe because <laughs> I need him to understand. You know, but Clara, they explained it to me, and they yeah. explained why. It, to be honest, I needed some refreshing. Mm-hmm. I did right because I didn't know. Uh, exactly why Gale was so terrible, and right. Clara explained it very well. So I am. Yes, I'm actually team nobody. If I'm being honest, yes. I'm not oh, absolutely. Team Pete over Team Gale. If I'm right. choosing. Off topic, but uh, Catching Fire is a lot of fun, and it's I really so like the introduction of all these new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn, big fan of Finn. Mm. It's Finn, right? Sam Claflin's Claflin's. Uh, Finnick. 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 Finnick is great. Yes, um, he is. Aww. Just a lot, a lot, a lot to love about Catching Fire. So that's my yeah. choice. Yeah. Ooh, that's such a good pick. I like Catching Fire. I honestly think that's the best Hunger Games movie. But oh, I it also, is. Oh, it is. I like watching like Hunger Games and then Catching Fire back to back. How I like to do with Twilight and New Moon because I think both of those show a really interesting thing where like the first film in the franchises are like directed by like one person who like doesn't direct anymore in the saga, um, and it, they have like a very different um visual aesthetic and so when you go from like the first film in both of those to like new moon or catching fire the increase in production value is so like riveting you're like Mm -hmm. holy shit i'm in this movie like this is like so investing and i really like that about both of those i agree i agree okay what's your what's your point pick pick? okay so my pick is ruby sparks i have not seen ruby (gasps) sparks but the amount of people have told me to watch Ruby Sparks. I, oh, I think you would love Ruby Sparks. I can't I can't even tell you the amount of people have told me watch Ruby Sparks, watch Ruby Sparks. I'm so flabbergasted by that. Wow. Okay. Um so I guess I'll give a brief synopsis for people just in case. 
Um, it's basically about an author. It's Paul Dano. So there you go, Dano Nation. Dano Nation. Um, <laughs> um, and he is a struggling author um, who writes his like dream girl essentially and she ends up coming to life and then he has his dream girl in the real world with him while also still being the like master of her will and like mentality and all of that um so it's i love that movie because i think it's such a complex and cool way to break down the way that I mean, anyone can do this with a partner, but we see it a lot more with men towards women of, like, turning women into this, like, fantastical thing rather than a person um, and how that affects the women involved and also affects the men involved because that is a detriment to men and women both when women are put on these weird pedestals and not really taken seriously. Um, so Ruby Sparks is amazing. It's so thought-provoking and just, like, really, really engaging and it's it's beautifully sad i really like the way it tackles everything i can't believe you haven't seen this i, I'm I like... honestly it's, it's i'm looking at the like the letterbox profile right now i'm like gosh i i i don't know 2012 i don't know what i was doing it's i guess so i just missed good. out to be fair well, i only saw it a couple years ago so i was late to it as well okay um but I'll have to get to I, watching it because the amount of people have told me to watch this movie is kind of crazy and I don't know but most of the reviews have been good and I like fantasy romance movies so yeah I'm down okay perfect. hell yeah okay international yay uh, what did you choose I chose a film called tigers are not afraid I have seen Tigers Are Not Afraid. <gasps> oh my god, yay! Shudder, baby. Love Shudder. Yes, we love Shudder. Shout out Shudder. Um, <laughs> Tigers so it Are Not is a Afraid horror is a movie. It is a horror movie. It's, this one needs to have a plot synopsis as well, because this is probably less popular. Yeah. So this is about a young girl whose um, mother disappears, um, and she is like on her own now and she essentially kind of joins up with other orphaned children and they are navigating a world where the drug cartel is really big um and like a really prominent threat to their safety and like just their general lives um <laughs> and so it's a cool film where the fantasy elements which are much more like paranormally based are used as a way to show how the kids are processing the abundance of like violence around them and mm -hmm. like the horrors that they are having inflicted on them and also seeing inflicted on other people yeah. um and so it's such a sad movie um devastating but so beautiful and so captivating and it it's a really cool, I don't know, it's just a really cool way to show how children process trauma. I It reminds me a lot of, like, Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Just in how, like, you're seeing the supernatural specifically be used as a means of, like, helping communicate what a kid is seeing and thinking. Um, but I, I can't recommend it enough. Tigers Are Not Afraid is so fucking good. Like, the, the visual aesthetic is beautiful. That The child actors are honestly really good. Um, and it it is scary like when it needs to be but it also is really grounded when it needs to be and i like that balance a lot that it's not trying to be one over the other like too much yeah w well said i i Thanks. don't think there's much more i can add to that besides that i also really loved it a movie that i didn't expect i don't know i had this expectation going into it mm. and uh, it turned out to be like you said much more grounded and yeah. rooted into like the real world violence that i don't mm -hmm. know i guess i was expecting more of a supernatural horror which oh, totally. just, like you said those elements are present mm -hmm. and when they need to be there they are there but this is definitely a lot more grounded and can get pretty really sad at, at yeah points. yeah um good choice good, good segue to my choice oh yay uh i chose pan's labyrinth which you kind ah! of brushed to the side and i was like a little no by that. that is not <laughs> what i did stop <laughs> um yeah i chose pan's labyrinth because oh, i, I love it it's yeah i don't know it's perfect i i i've watched it a few times now and mm -hmm. every time i watch it it just gets better and better and better mm -hmm. i mean i'll be honest it was difficult not to choose del toro for like almost every pick oh totally I could have chosen devil's backbone um uh, right. i could have chosen hellboy i mm -hmm. could have chosen shape of water mm -hmm. i chose pan's labyrinth this is and, and the reason why 
is because we're gonna have a del toro episode together yeah, later this I'm year i'm so excited when we get our 12th edition of pinocchio yay uh, <laughs> which you know what i trust gdt and i'm not oh of course i'm excited to watch it i have but. faith it'll be cool pan's Labyrinth is a movie that feels like everybody in the entire world should watch this movie at least yes. one time yes like it's just an easy recommend because mm-hmm. everyone should be watching it it's a, it's one of those movies where it's like if you don't like it it's a red flag for me mm. i'm not I sure would, what about it i would you agree could not like i mean you don't have to agree with me that it's perfect but i i don't there's very <laughs> i can't i can't see like a bad argument against this movie but no totally i I'm also sure think exist. oh i know the, oh i'm sure if you <laughs> i mean if we went on letterboxd and sorted their ratings by lowest there's probably so many people like eh, this yeah. is dumb and it's just like shut up um <laughs> i also think this is honestly this is honestly a movie that if like someone comes to me and is like i really want to just try and get into film like i don't mm, know much choice. about film this is a really good movie in my opinion to do as like a okay i'm getting into film let's start like looking at it more like analytically yeah this is a great example of that because it is balancing fantasy and real world really beautifully and that's so important to the story and you have to kind of sit with it and think about it not like a ton it's not like difficult to get what he's getting at with it but you do have to think about it a little bit and i think it's a great like i'm getting into movie watch um, yeah which i think is super fun too yeah and i think like kind of what you mentioned the message may not be like a hard one to to figure out it's it's fairly straightforward once you understand it but it's how it's executed that's yes. really yes. phenomenal about the movie. It's how Absolutely. he blends fantasy with the horrors of war. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's done it before with Devil's Backbone, and mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth is kind of just like him perfecting it. Yes, um, I agree with that. So, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I love it. What a good pick. I want it tattooed on my body. I just haven't chosen exactly Ooh, what I want. So, but that'll one be a day, good addition. One day, one day. Yay. Okay. Animated. Okay. My question to you is this. Okay. Can I choose one that's partially live action? Ooh. Why not? It's 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 our episode. <laughs> it's our show. It is our show. We get to it make the rules episode. whenever we want. Fuck it. Do it. <laughs> okay. I, I was just curious because, you know, some people might argue... You know, it has to be fully animated. Mm, I'm not okay. choosing Paddington. I don't count. I don't consider that fantasy. Okay, okay. I this is this is a strange pick. I don't think anybody I'm would have guessed so this. I'm so curious what you're about to say. Keep in mind, I would have chosen a Ghibli <laughs> movie, but we're not choosing any. Right? Yes, we're not picking Ghibli. I'm choosing. I'm choosing James and the Giant Peach. <gasps> Uh, oh i love seen? that okay. oh my god oh my god oh my god i, I assumed you did because you're a, you're a Coraline fan and henry selick oh yeah james and giant peach oh uh, what a good pick i i don't okay i've made it very clear we've both made it very clear we're huge yeah. fans of stop motion yes james and the giant peach is probably the earliest memory of a stop motion movie i have i think i, mean, I agree with that yes. i really dive in my brain i it's like this or chicken run but i think it's this um yeah that's I'm so funny those are exactly my two as well <laughs> and i know i remember them both vividly because i had them on vhs yeah exactly. oh my god <laughs> so james and giant peach i don't know i really connected it when i was a kid just mm. the little orphan boy with these terrible aunts mm-hmm. and climbing to a peach visually just such a hypnotic movie i feel yes. like it can visualize every scene right now in my brain because it's mm. it just sticks out to me um the idea of this like giant rhino attacking a peach in the sky there's just so mm-hmm. much about it i love i really like james and giant peach i've always been big fan of it i i sing that song you know that song there in the peach um they sing like oh. that's the life for me mm-hmm. i sing that song like to myself like weekly oh uh, yeah anyways big james giant peach wow james the giant peach fan um, I'm literally going to watch this as soon as we stop talking. <laughs> I'm, I because ha- I haven't seen it in forever, but yeah. I love that movie, and now I really want to watch it again. I think I had a crush on the spider. I'm, I'm almost oh, positive. of course, I think yeah. we all did. Let's be real. <laughs> that is a sexy ass spider. 
it is. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. This spider and the spider from um, A Bug's Life. Yeah. The Black yeah. Widow. They're both so sexy Why for no they, reason. All these spiders are sexy. It's really weird. It's okay. a conspiracy. I'm trying to think of another sexy spider right now, but um i can't think of any charlotte sexy and charlotte's web i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember not in the julia roberts one in in the the old animated one i'm thinking of the animated one too and i can't remember what she looked like but i honestly do feel like she kind of had a sexy voice she had a sexy voice oh for sure maybe a sexy face maybe she might have been too small though she might have been like really undetailed no she had a really nice voice though because it made me feel really comfortable just I think like, she did have a face. Yeah, of course she had a face. Yeah. Hold on. What? Look it up. We gotta know. Um, images. I wish you had Googled, is yes! the spider from oh Charlotte's God. Web sexy? <laughs> is she her, sexy? Her eyes are like super, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm looking it up now too. I would send you on discord but you're not on discord i'm not on discord sorry guys that's like my true like i'm born in the 90s move i don't i don't use discord charlotte's web animated movie click images okay and just like find like she has some like like, nice eyeballs wow this movie came out in 73 oh wow it is old that is old and they made her sexy that's progressive (gasps) she is so sexy right oh yep She's yeah. super sexy. Yeah, she, okay, she everyone. She can join the pantheon of sexy spiders. <laughs> wow, we have a little tri- like trifecta going on. <laughs> if okay. anyone has any other sexy spiders, <laughs> I would love for you to message me on like Instagram or something uh, and give them to me. I would love to watch amazing. more sexy spiders. <laughs> I know my next TikTok video now. So, okay, perfect. <laughs> anyways. Uh, um. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. Love it. Yes. Final thoughts? I, I'm really glad you brought up that movie so that I can watch it as soon as we're done talking. I'm going to watch it too. That might <laughs> That's be like also, how I promote this episode. Ooh, that, oh, that, I know, actually, maybe, I think I will watch it and then I just won't post my review for a while. Um, I feel like it'll also be a really good, like, fall watch. Yeah, has, I like, think so. fall vibes. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, cool. What's wow, what a good pick. So, I actually changed my pick while we've been recording. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did originally pick treasure planet oh my goodness i fucking love treasure planet wow wow that's but, a good choice but here's the problem as we were talking about how do you define sci-fi versus fantasy i was like treasure planet is a sci-fi movie more than a fantasy movie by uh, my own definition so i was like so i feel a little like bit of both it is a little bit of both but also kind of not because like everything fantasy ish about it is like related to tech so I was like, yeah, mm, it's like kind of cyberpunky. Yes, that's the perfect word for it. It's cyberpunk, which is awesome and such a cool little subgenre. I love cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, so I almost picked Treasure Planet. I also think Treasure Planet is cool. This is just my own little like secret evil gay agenda conspiracy thing. Uh, Treasure Planet is super queer coded, and I have a whole review about that if anyone wants to read that because I obviously don't want to get into it because Treasure Planet isn't even my pick anymore. So I we haven't have to seen move it on. in probably ten years. So I. Well, I, I, I want to rewatch it though. You should. I watched it last year, I think it was, and I was just like re blown away by how beautiful it was. I'm pretty sure Treasure Planet is one of Disney's. I think it is Disney's first film that they did when they were switching from 2D yeah. to 3D animation, and I honestly think it holds up really well. well um, that's the theory why it performs so well because it was like either the last or the first, like they just kind of tossed it and got it, just wanted to finish it and get rid of it. Yeah. And then move on. Yeah. Which is so. such a shame because, like, it. I also think the world building in Treasure Planet is so good. Okay. I have to stop talking about Treasure Planet. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um. So, my actual pick, and I do feel really <laughs> good about picking this one, is How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, good choice. Thank I, you. I, this was going to be like a required, like, I was going to give a disclaimer about this later. So, I'm glad you're, okay. you're talking about it because Perfect. I was going to say, sorry to How to Train Dragon fans. I love it. But now that you're picking it, I don't have to say sorry. Yeah. I picked it. I. How to Train Your Dragon is magic. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like, it came out I, of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It was so immediately engaging and beautiful and just, like, so exciting to watch. Like, you felt so, like, thrilled as you're watching it, you know? Like, it's such a, it's such a simple concept and, like, plot, 
but I don't know. It's just executed really well. The character designs are all so iconic and beautiful. And, like, obviously things are replicating them now. Like, we're seeing with, like, Sea Beast and how those characters are a little, like, toothless-esque. Um, I, I don't know. I, I love all of How to Train Your Dragon. Like, the entire trilogy, in my opinion, is so well done. Like, that's a really good trilogy, in my opinion. Um... I love all of them, but I have to pick the first because it's the first, you know, and it, it just it sets the tone for that world so perfectly. And like everything that comes in the second and third movie is because of how good it's shown in the first movie, in my opinion, like the impact of the second and third movie are so intrinsically tied to the emotional weight of the first movie. Um, I just I love How to Train Your Dragon and I I'm glad I switched, honestly, because as much as I love Treasure Planet, I think I would have really kicked myself like a week from now if I had talked about <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> yeah, well, and a lot of people are gonna be really happy you chose it. So yeah, oh, I, I like it, as, it a lot as well. I haven't, I've seen the third one. Um, I've seen this, I've seen all of them. I just haven't. Right. It's one a franchise I've always wanted to revisit again. Yes, but I need to rewatch them all. Never gotten around to doing it, but I've always I liked the first one the most. Um, good choice. Good choice. Thanks. Runner ups. Um, well, I mentioned, like, Anastasia and Treasure Planet, obviously. Coraline would have been one if I hadn't talked about it a million trillion times. Um, anything Ghibli. Um, oh, there was something else. Oh, honestly, any of, like, the older DreamWorks stuff, like, before they started, like, before Shrek. I like Shrek, too. I'm I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about Shrek. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... Shrek is good, but... Uh, Shrek is um, good. Shrek is but... really good. Like pre Shrek DreamWorks, like El Dorado and oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Sinbad, of Prince of Egypt, like all of those are so cool because, like, I don't know, I really like high fantasy stuff like Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and all that, where you know you're thrust fully into these magical worlds, but there's something about fantasy where, like, it's tied to reality that I just find so exciting in a way that high fantasy just doesn't quite do for me. And, like, all of early DreamWorks is doing that, you know? Like, Sinbad is a pirate, but, like, there's magic going on, and El Dorado is them, like, in a real place, but then there's magic involved. And it's just, I think that's really cool how early DreamWorks was doing that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like DreamWorks. DreamWorks is popular, but I feel, like, kind of underrated at the same time. Or not underrated, because obviously they're well-acclaimed, but overlooked a little bit, maybe? Uh... Maybe I think there was a. I don't know. The issue is that it competes against Pixar, which yeah. continuously outshines them. Very and, true. And I mean, there are obviously some times where DreamWorks will put out a better movie, but most often Pixar is putting out the better movie. That's so very it just true. lives in like Pixar's shadow. But also, <laughs> they put out a lot of stinkers. Like there's, you know, they're also yeah. responsible for like the Boss Baby franchise. Okay, yeah, so, that's very true. Very true. While they have their high highs, they have their very low lows. Their lows uh, are pretty low. Okay, valid, so. valid, valid. Um, What were your anime... Oh, actually, another one I just thought of is Corpse Bride. Oh, okay. No, I, I almost said Corpse Bride. Um, Okay, what are your animated almosts? Well, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one. A movie that Ooh. we both love. Ooh. Uh, I almost chose I Lost My Body. Oh, I did not. That would have been a really good one. It's a good one. French film for those listening. Yeah. Kind of strange, but kick-ass movie. Super good. So very, good. Very vibey. Like, oh, just wow. when you turn on. Short, like 80 minutes, I think. It's like 80, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty short. It's really short, I think, actually. Uh, Your Name. Have you seen Your Name? I haven't seen Your Name, actually. Your Name is really good. I have to give that one a shout out, or like the anime fans will hunt mm, me down. Really right. good almost made my my choice uh the last unicorn oh i almost picked that one too really really big fan last unicorn i watched that movie religiously as a kid i love that movie obsessed with it cool ass movie it's beautiful it is a beautiful movie that's it's an old one too it's like it's from the eight no yeah 80s or 90s because i almost picked it for a different category i think i almost picked it as a 90s pick 82 oh why the fuck was i looking at it um i must have almost picked it for animated yeah i mean it's it's a it's a beautiful movie it looks great it's 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 definitely like high fantasy dragons and unicorns and wizards oh it's great it's so good good oh wow that's such a good one i do like last unicorn a lot uh okay i think that's 
I mean, obviously, any Ghibli. I was like, yes, of course. Spirited but, Away and Monokai yeah. and Howls. But you guys know how much we love those. Yeah, we don't have to like, go into that. It's yeah. Like, if you if you really want to test our Ghibli card, we have a whole episode on it. Yeah, we've been there. We've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we'll do a quick recap for everybody. So my five picks were for '90s, I chose Matilda. For 2000s, I chose Fellowship of the Ring. For 2010s, I chose Catching Fire. For International, I chose Pan's Labyrinth. For Animated Fantasy Film, I chose James and the Giant Peach. Yippee. Um, Okay, and for me, for the 90s, I picked Orlando. Um, For, oh no, where did it go now? For the 2000s, I picked Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Um, <laughs> uh, for the 2010s, I picked Ruby Sparks. For international, I picked Tigers Are Not Afraid. And for animated, I picked How to Train Your Dragon. Perfect. Wow. No, wait, and you might, we did a good job talking about the ones we didn't choose. So like everybody yeah. who's like, what about this one? We... I think we yeah. did a good job covering all of our bases. Don't any of you dare message us this <laughs> that now. <laughs> Except, uh, actually, there is a movie I have to mention, or my sister would be devastated. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the movie Aquamarine. Oh, uh, Aquamarine? From the 2000s. My sister's mermaid that movie. movie. My sister, Audrey, loves that movie so much. She doesn't use a letterbox anymore, but she made one for like a little bit. And all sh- she has like three reviews and all of them are just, <laughs> her review is dedicated to comparing the movie to Aquamarine and whether or not <laughs> she thinks it's as good as Aquamarine. Amazing. Um, <laughs> she should start that up again. I wish she would because it was so funny. Um, but my sister loves Aquamarine. So I have to shout out Aquamarine. That's a great movie. If I'm doing a quick shout out, it's to Willow, 1988 Ooh, though. I still so have to watch that. Missed the cut for the 90s. Yeah, um, and I'm That's really excited for the Willow new movie coming out. I think it's a movie or a show. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I think I think it is a show. Yeah, excited though because I like yeah, Willow a lot be as cool. a kid. That's like high high fantasy yeah. stuff as well. Good stuff. That'll be fun. Okay, well <sighs> we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> feel good. Feel good about this episode. Yeah. Um, next time we talk. What are we talking about? Who knows? Oh, God. I know. We have so oh. many options. By the time we, we talk again, it's going to be October. Oh, yeah. So Yay. that's a good enough excuse to just dive in to horror. Yes. So we'll have to just figure out like how we want to do this because there's it's almost too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah. We're going to have to do some subgenre stuff, I think. Yeah. Like horror comedies and then mm. vampires or just like yes. creatures in general. Yeah, it's going to get kind of crazy. Okay, we'll figure that out as uh, October comes, and then we'll figure that out. Uh, All right. Well, Clara. Okay, everybody. We all know who you are. So I will link all of Clara's information into the description of the episode. Yeah. And then next time you'll hear from us, we'll be in October preparing for Halloween and horror. Yippee. Perfect. Well, Clara, I will talk to you later. And everybody else, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.